You artists have a special relationship to beauty. Beauty, like truth, brings joy to the human heart. Beauty is an invitation to savor life and a dream of the future. Beauty is a key to the mystery and a call to transcendence. Beauty is the vocation bestowed on you by the Creator. And the gift of artistic talent. None can sense more deeply than you, artists. Ingenious creators of beauty that you are. That beauty will save the world. Welcome back to Letter to Artists, brought to you from the vault at John Paul the Great Catholic University in Southern California. This podcast is inspired by the beloved St. Pope John Paul II's Letter to Artists hoping to unite a community of creative Catholics to encourage one another to use our artistic talents to impact culture for Christ. I'm your host, Bailey Garland. Today, I'll be chatting with JP Catholic student Delaney Rayner. We're going to be chatting all about her experience in graphic design. She also dabbles in photography as well. Um, But what I look forward to hearing about the most is her devotion to Christ, who really has been guiding her in developing these gifts. And it's been beautiful to see. um, I've gotten to know Delaney a little bit over the past year, and it's been really cool to see how he uses her gifts all over our campus, particularly, um, but all the ways that I know will spring forth after that. Our letter to artists quote um, that will be guiding this episode is kind of a long one. So uh, buckle up. Here it is now. In order to communicate the message entrusted to her by Christ, the church needs art. Art must make perceptible and as far as possible attractive the world of the spirit, of the invisible, of God. It must therefore translate into meaningful terms that which in itself ineffable. Art has a unique capacity to take one or other facet of the message and translate it into colors, shapes, and sounds which nourish the intuition of those who look or listen. It does so without emptying the message itself of its transcendent, of its transcendent value and its aura of mystery. I love this quote. I've used it before. So if you're a, a fan of Letter to Artists, you've heard it before. Um, I tend to pick it apart or use it as a whole. Um, But I love this quote, so I can't wait to hear Delaney's reflections. So we enter into this conversation in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Welcome, Delaney. Hi, Bailey. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited to have you. I've been like, I feel like this one's been a long time coming, so I'm glad it's it's finally here. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I've got a bit of an icebreaker question for you. What is your favorite spiritual reading? (sighs) That's a hard one. Um... It's like, I'm thinking like, do I want to be like unique or basic? You know, let's, like let's hear both. Okay. Um, so I think um, a book that I just finished that has really been convicting me. It's written by a non-denominational pastor, actually, um, but it's titled "The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry: How to Stay Spiritually Alive." and emotionally nourished in like our busy world. I don't remember the subtitle. Yeah, I don't remember the (laughs) subtitle. It's something like that. But it's like, yeah, it's about the spiritual life, like living in today's society. Um, Yeah, I really love that book. It it talks about um, how the spiritual disciplines are so important in our life and how we don't have to be slaves to hustle culture. Um. And how we can really take on the easy yoke if we um, surrender to God's slowness. So I really, 
I really love that book. Like oh, I'm going to be that. digesting it for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. What was your basic one? Um, I'm going to say the gospel of John. <laughs> I just like, I just keep coming back to it. Um, and identifying with like the beloved disciple and, um, it's just so intimate. It sounds just like the autobiography of John and Jesus together. And I'm like, yeah, that's what my life is too. Like the autobiography of Jesus and I together. So, yeah. Oh my gosh, I love that. And it's also funny because you're wearing a, a shirt with a sacred heart on it. Um, and I love the image of the beloved, of John the beloved laying his head on yeah. the heartbeat of Christ. So that makes a lot of sense. I know you have a big devotion to the sacred heart. Yeah. So that's what always draws me back to, to John as well. Um, well, I don't think that was really that basic either because I was <laughs> expecting you to say like the story of a soul or something. <laughs> and then you just went, no, totally gospel. So I love that. Um, but okay, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Who's Delaney Rayner? Right. So um, I'm Delaney Rayner. I am a senior at John Paul the Great Catholic University. I'm studying communications media with an emphasis in graphic design. I'm originally from San Antonio, Texas, and I started my collegiate journey at Franciscan University in Steubenville, Ohio, where I was a double major in um, communications and theology. Um, the Lord called me away from Steubenville um, to Austria, and I studied abroad for a semester. And then after that, he called me here to Escondido to JP Catholic. And um, I am the youngest of three girls. Um, I recently became an aunt. And um, I think that um, art has a incredible capacity for communicating um, the goodness of God. Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I want to hear a little bit, if you don't mind sharing about your time in Austria, what were you studying out there? Yeah. So, um, when I went to Austria, that was my last semester at Franciscan. I had already decided I was transferring. I had never come to JP Catholic. Um, but the Lord just made it very clear that, that this is where I was supposed to be. So I went into that semester, um, knowing that I wasn't returning after, um, and the Lord really redeemed my experience um, of the first two years of college um, there. So um, I studied primarily, uh, I was just doing some core classes, theology, um, philosophy for Franciscan that I knew would transfer to JP Catholic. Um, and I encountered some of the people in my life that I know will be with me for a very long time. So. Oh, wow. Were you able to see any artwork in Austria or anything like that or not really? Um, Nearly everything in Europe is art. <laughs> um, Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so we, we had the opportunity to um, go on a 10-day pilgrimage to Rome and Assisi. Oh, wow. Um, that was like, it was sponsored by the school, so... And like Franciscan has been doing the Austria program for a while now. So they kind of know what they're doing. They kind of have it down. That program is incredible. I would recommend it to anybody to study as a transient student there um, if they don't go to Franciscan. But um, yeah, the churches there are just, I don't know. It's so difficult to describe, especially like, 
I didn't know that there that churches like that existed because just the churches in America are so different. They're so new. A lot of them are like more contemporary. Um, but it's just so extravagant there. And it makes me think like, well, why did we spend, like, why did the church spend so much money to like build these churches? And then I think about like, well, this is for the, for God. Like we're trying to reflect who God is and what God looks like. And like all the money in the world could never do that, but we're going to try our best, you know? Oh yeah. So, um, I, I probably like the time while I was in Austria, we, I went to a different country nearly every weekend. I probably went to like 50 or 60 churches the whole time I was there um, to just see like the different types of architecture. And there were some students that were in an art class there. And it was kind of cool because like in, in some of my classes too, we would talk about these works of art, pieces of art. And then like that weekend, we'd go to Paris and we would see it. And so, yeah, that's epic. Yeah, it was great. It was, it was so insane. Like that was, that's easily one of the biggest gifts that I had never thought to ask for was my semester there. Oh yeah. And, and I, I mean, I, we got to go to Europe last in March, um, JP Catholic, we just started to do a little pilgrimage. I mean, only two weeks, but the amount of beauty that you see in Rome is, is incredible. Um, just being able to see like the intentionality. And like you said, the money spent, I mean, it's, it's God's money anyway. So it's like <laughs> it being given back to his building. It'll come back to us, you know, tenfold in a different way. But, um, I guess seeing all those things, what kind of led you or, or continue to convict you that graphic design was something you wanted to study? Yeah. So, um, I was actually just reflecting on this, um, that I think graphic design is this really lovely crossroad between beauty and communication and it's so functional um whereas I think some of the art we see today is just beautiful in its own right and it kind of is quote-unquote up to interpretation um whereas like when it comes to graphic design it's it's for the sole purpose of communicating something in clarity. Um, so there's a lot of ways to communicate in clarity in ugly ways too, um, which like I've seen. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, so I think in um, like graphic design is, is that that place where those two things intersect. Oh yeah. That's, really well. That's an interesting thought. And, um, I guess, I don't know, in, in providing a, a definition to for graphic design, I feel like that's a great place to begin and the, the function and beauty there. Um, but when, when did you begin getting interested in graphic design? Yeah. So my freshman year of high school, actually, um, there was a mix up with my schedule as there always is, you know, and then you freak out cause you're in high school and you're like, Oh my gosh, how's this going to work out? My life is over. Yeah. <laughs> so I was put in a journalism class and I was like, Oh my gosh, this is not what I wanted to be, but I ended up staying, staying in it. And I really started to fall in love with, um, everything that journalism encompasses, which is 
so much, which I, I had really no idea. Um, so, um, in that class, I, she started out like as my teacher, um, but now she's like more of a mentor for me. Um, but yeah, I, we studied everything from like news writing to future writing to photojournalism to, um, like starting to work with Adobe software, it's like InDesign, Photoshop, things like that. And that was the first time where um, I realized that I had done like all sorts of things growing up in regards to extracurriculars and sports and everything. Um, but nothing had ever really um, come, both come easy to me and that I like really enjoyed. So something I really liked maybe was like, a little bit harder. I had to work a little bit harder at it or something I was good at. I just didn't really like as much. Um, but it was, that was the first time where, um, someone recognized like, wow, you actually, you have an eye for this. Um, and I was like, Oh really? And, um, it was something that I really liked and something that came naturally to me. Um, so I was like, okay, this is really cool. So, that kind of sprung my journey into yearbook yearbook production, um, which I served on the that staff at my high school for the next three years until ultimately I served as editor-in-chief my senior year of high school. So that was, yeah, something that I loved, um, getting to tell the story of my high school through photo, through writing, and through design. Um, and I still really do really enjoy writing, especially like the type of writing that you would uh, like read in a newspaper. Like that, that's something that came really naturally to me to the point where like I would go to like like nerd competitions in high school and like do that type of writing and like win awards for it. <laughs> um, and I was like, what? Like this is so easy. This, this is so cool. Um, and so by my senior year, I was solidified that this um, thing that I liked that became something I really loved that I was naturally good at um, was sustainable as a career, which that was a huge blessing because I know that that's not true for a lot of high schoolers. Like if you really like soccer, it's like there's very little chance that like you can play professional soccer if right, you yeah. were just like on varsity in high school, you know what I mean? So, so, um, yeah, that was a huge blessing. And so I went to Franciscan and started, started studying communications there. Um, and through photo copywriting and design, um, the two things that I really, um, loved were, were design and photo. Um, and, yeah, I'm so happy to continue those things today. Oh yeah, um, from that mentorship that and, my teacher provided. Oh yeah, and I was thinking, as you were kind of talking, you said you had a really beautiful comment about how like you loved that you were telling the story of your class throughout. Um, and and but earlier you were talking about beauty and function, and I just think like what a like that's a a great kind of parallel because 
right? There's these photos that we could just have and they could be empty and they could just be, or they could just be beautiful, but there's also a function in capturing the moments of all the class. Right. Like everybody's personality, whether it's through a school picture or clubs or whatever, all the events that were there. Um, so did you find yourself um, when you were at Franciscan wanting to continue in like a yearbook side or were you looking more at like, I know logos are a huge part of graphic design or uh, I don't know, poster making, advertisement, anything like that? So... Um, when I had finished high school, I, yearbook is hard. So I, I kind of decided that, um, it's, it's like a huge group project that, and group projects can be hard. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like ready to fly a little more solo, um, with my, um, skills. So, um, I think I started studying communications at Franciscan and I had a concentration in multimedia. So, um, cause the other conversations didn't, or the other concentrations didn't strike me, um, as, as interesting, I guess. Um, but the thing about multimedia is that it is, a lot of media. <laughs> so it's not just graphic design. It's not just photo. It's also um, radio, TV broadcasting, sports reporting. And I'm just not interested in those things. So I I started looking for a place that um, I could do what I wanted to do and not have to like dabble in these other areas that were fine, but I wasn't super interested in. Um, I was really blessed to... Um, get a job at Franciscan through the marketing and communications office as just a student life photographer. Um, So I would go out on an an assignment basis and um, I got to do the parts of yearbook, but like just the parts I really liked. (laughs) So I didn't kind of have to do the quote unquote nitty gritty or dirty work. Like I would meet up with a student and they had already been interviewed um, and like the like the product or the, like the newsletter was already designed. They just needed to plug in a photo. And like, that was my job to like get that photo interacting Mm -hmm. like in a natural environment um, of kind of students just like living their student life, you know? Yeah. So um, yeah, that's, that's when I really realized that I do love design because of how communicative it is. Um, But I, I think I primarily um, shine in photography. Oh, cool. Yeah. And so that's kind of, I know, yeah, you that you dabble in photography as well. Is that when you started to pick that up was more in your college years? Um, no, and I would say that I probably more than dabble. <laughs> yeah. So um, no, my, my family had like a, uh, a Canon Rebel. It's like, you know, when your family has like the nice camera, like in quotes, Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, we have to bring the nice camera to graduation. And it's like a Canon or a Nikon and like nobody knows how to use it. You just like put it on auto with flash. (laughs) Exactly. But it looks a lot better than like the phone. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Um, And so I, I found that in our house one day and like, I would just like go in my backyard and like take picture of flowers or like of my cat and like 
just like take pictures and like, you know, like people when they see a photo with a blurry background, they're like, oh my gosh, that's so good. You know? So, <laughs> so I was like taking these pictures and I was like, oh my gosh, that's so good. And I would show these pictures to my parents and they'd be like, wow, like that is really cool, you know? And so then one day, um, my sophomore year, like when I had already uh, started on the yearbook stuff, um, I was like, I think like the like the the yearbook staff or like we we had cameras we could rent like not rent out but like check out um to take to different events and stuff like that. Um but it's like easier if you have your own camera. So I was like I was like, you know, I think I'm just going to like take like my family camera and like make it my camera. Mm-hmm. Um And I remember like the first couple times like I had taken it to school or I had taken it to an event that I was shooting. My dad was like, you know, like that's not your camera. Like that's the family camera. And I was like, yeah, yeah, no. Like by the end of that year, that camera was my camera. Like that camera had like a strap with a cute pattern on it. It had like, I, yeah. So, so yeah, that became my camera and it's never gone back. Excellent. (laughs) So, um, yeah, from there I just started shooting, bringing it everywhere. Um, I actually recently upgraded to uh, an, another Canon. Um, I love my nifty 50 millimeter lens. That's my favorite. Um, and yeah, I love that. Um, I love what I have the capacity to do um, through photography, especially like my favorite thing. I I love shooting, um, just like slice of life, like people being people, people doing people things. Um, what like you would classify in the journalism world as photojournalism. Um, but I also love, um, portrait photography. Um, but I've seen a lot of portrait photography that I, I'm not a huge fan of because it's just very posed or like I remember like seeing on Instagram like the senior Sunday pictures of like people like standing in a river with like their hair blowing in the wind. And I'm like, that just does not look like the person I know, you know? And right. it's like I can um, capture people being who they are as God sees them with natural beauty and natural dignity and just like let the light like illuminate who they are and mm-hmm. like like photography photograph means light writing mm-hmm. right so it's just like it's like it's like writing pixel by pixel um who that person is through the light that shine that like the physical light that literally shines on them um and so i think like I've, I've had experiences where I've taken photos of people and I've shown them to them and they're like, that's what I look like. And I'm like, yes, like this is how we all see you, yeah. you know? And like, oh. it like illuminates like a, a dignity that people naturally have yeah. in photography, which I just like love to do. Or people, they get so surprised. Like when I'm able to take pictures of them, the way how I see them, the way God sees them that like, like this confidence just exudes from them after they see like who they are yeah in like in an objective sense oh my gosh know? that is beautiful and i love that and i 
and I really, I mean, you set yourself up perfectly because just keep continuing with that story, like telling the story of who people are, whether that's through photography or the way that you like lay those pictures out. Um, I think that's awesome just to be able to uplift, like, I mean, for like to be right on the nose, just to like impact culture for Christ, to uplift the the human dignity and the way that people see themselves, like you said, through the eyes of Christ. And I think that's an incredible gift. Um, how would you kind of describe your style, either in photography or the way that you design your photos yeah. afterwards? Yeah, I yeah. love, I kind of like, I'm going to come back to that, but kind of shoot okay. off that. Like, I love personal style. Mm-hmm. I think that um, I, one of my uh, philosophy classes in Austria, we talked about, it was philosophy of the human person. And we talked about how like, we are not souls trapped inside of bodies, Um, we are body soul composites. Like when I hold someone's hand, I'm holding their soul. I'm holding the essence of who they are. I'm not just holding their hand or I'm not just holding their hand that happens to be the thing trapping their soul, you know? That's such an important distinction. Yeah, Mm -hmm. the the physical has the ability to manifest the spiritual in such a powerful way. Like even like when I think about in prayer, like, the reason people like will open their hands in prayer is because they want to reflect how their soul is, has an open disposition. Um, so it's like, it's like when you're, when you open your hands in prayer, you're not just like opening your hands in prayer, you're opening yourself to the Lord, right? You're, you're becoming like open, actually open. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like it's your whole self. Um, so I love like personal style. I love expressing myself um, through my clothes and like through, through, um, the things that I carry, um, on me. Um, yeah, like, I don't know. I'm just thinking like my backpack. I want to have like a cute backpack. I want to, I want to have like, um, like some cute earrings. mm -hmm. Um, and I don't think it's shallow at all or vain or because mm -hmm. it truly, um, this is not just like, what I like, the colors I like, or the patterns I like, it's who I am as a whole person. And like through like my, um, like my light pink water bottle, my um, uh, light purple lunchbox, the pins on my backpack, my Our Lady of Lords sweatshirt, though like that reflects like who I am as a person, like, like the colors my soul is attracted to, the color of my soul even, you know? So so in the same way with design and with photography, in the same way I will look at my space around me, like in, including like our spaces, our spaces affect us. Um, like if we're in a messy room, it's more difficult to do homework. That's just like the fact of the matter, like because like we are mind, body, soul all together. They're not separate. Um, and so I think like when I look around that if I have the opportunity to make something beautiful or if I have the opportunity to use beauty to transcend just the physical, why wouldn't I do that? If something can be beautiful, why wouldn't I make it beautiful? Especially because I recognize the gift that I can do that, mm-hmm. that I have the ability to do that because we are human created in God's image and likeness. And the first thing God did was create. 
because of first, firstly that, and secondly, because I'm Delaney, because God has has pour, outpoured that gift right. upon me, right? So in the same way with photography, and I think the whole question of graphic design is like, if I can make something look good, like why wouldn't I make it look <laughs> good? Like we're all attracted. We're all attracted to that like that beauty. Right. And if like I want someone to look at my poster, I'm going to make it look good so that they're attracted to come to my event right. or something like that. Um, yeah, and I think in the same way with photography, it's like, like I mentioned before, like we all we all have like that natural beauty and dignity that, um, like of our soul that is re- that is, um, made tangible that manifests in our physicality. So it's like, if I see that natural beauty, like why wouldn't I want to put it on pause mm-hmm. and be able to come back to it over and over again? You know, right? And that's what photography is. It's just like clicking the pause button. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I, like, I could talk and talk and talk about, um, what you were saying about, I think it's part of our feminine genius too, being able to like see all of the details and make them beautiful. I really have this whole thing, which I could go on a whole episode about, about how I feel (laughs) that that women are cathedrals, but, and, but I, I really feel like every, like every nook and every crevice, every cranny. So right. If I'm holding a, if this backpack is, you know, mine and this, in the sense of it's the one I use every day or whatever why wouldn't I use it to to be something that uplifts the soul or points someone to God in the fact that it could just be beautiful like it doesn't need to have a sticker Mm -hmm. of our lady on it or whatever but it could because that's part of my heart and maybe I want people to you know to see our lady when they look at my backpack um but I really and I I just believe that that's as Christians too we're called to excellence and I feel like that's where it's important and I think a lot of people would mistake it for vanity and there's a way we, yeah. that we could, right? If we value that backpack more than the time or the money you've spent in a different way, if, if the Lord is calling it to be done in a different way. But I really, yeah, I really feel like that's a, a, a really good way to use our feminine genius. Yeah. In case you didn't know that Delaney and I are both women. <laughs> <laughs> but, yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, thank you for that. And um, I did want to ask, I want to, we're, I want to, get us to the quote soon, but, um, what has been your favorite project overall to design that you've ever done in your graphic design career? Mm. I did want to know that before I pivoted us because I know how intentional you are. So, um, two things came to mind. Um, the first thing, um, was is probably the the senior year yearbook and I hate to um call back to this but I graduated in 2020 so that year uh, my senior year ended a little a little differently than we had anticipated um so um, <laughs> she says lovingly <laughs> my myself and my co-editor we actually like finished the yearbook in our houses oh, wow. um instead of in our in our media lab at, at school. Um, so that was like a true labor of love, like in a time of like so much uncertainty and like we had the ability to tell that the story of that uncertainty, like in the yearbook as well. Something I really enjoyed was, um, that year we did, um, four different cover designs, um, for the yearbook. Uh, it had like the same, um, graphic design, um, like title and, 
and theme um, like fonts on each cover, but each cover had a, um, we used a horizontal picture that like if you were to open the yearbook like in the middle and lay it flat with the spine facing up, it was a horizontal photo. Oh, interesting. So like we, we, we used four different photos. We had like a dance photo band, um, a football photo. And then we had a photo of, um, students like walking into the school under like our, our arch, like our iconic arch that we had at our, at our school. Um, and so like students could pick like which cover they wanted. It was Mm, like first mm -hmm. come first serve. Um, so that was a project I was really proud of. And I took two of the photos and then my co-editor, um, took the other two photos for the cover design. And that was a really fun project to, um, like seek out those photos, like knowing what we wanted to do for the cover. Um, and then being like, oh, this is a really good photo we could use for the cover. And then someone else. And then I was like, well, I really like this one. And then it's like, oh, why don't we just do two covers? And then we're like, okay, why don't we just do four covers? (laughs) And so then it was, then it was fun to be like kind of seeking out those opportunities to take a photo that would fit on the cover like that. Mm -hmm. Um, like it would, the, the spread, right. With the dominant element of the photo needing to be on the right so that they weren't on the back of the yearbook. And it was, that was a really fun challenge. Um, the second thing that I thought of was, um, designing a logo for my, um, photography brand in my Photoshop and Illustrator class here at the school. Um, that was really fun because for our final project, we got to develop and create a brand of either a real company or fake company. And I got to use my design skills in that class to develop my photography business. So that was really cool, kind of everything coming full circle. So I got to um, make the logo, um, which is kind of like this yellow, like starburst. You can see it's on my website. And then at the top. um, You want to tell us your website name really quick? Yeah, so so you can find me on Instagram at fiat.lux.photo. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> we'll link everything yeah, later. Yeah, everything will be down there. Yeah. Um, and then I, I don't know my website URL. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry you did tell but, me that right before this. I'm so sorry to put you on the spot like that. So, no, you're good. Um, but, like, you, you, the logo's on there, and you'll be able to see it. Yeah. Um, at the top, it says... Can they find your website through the Instagram as well? Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it says Fiat Lux photo. And then on the bottom, it's let there be light. Okay. Um, so Fiat Lux, um, the first words God spoke, let there be light. That's the translation from Latin. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, well, that, yeah, that's so beautiful. And it's so, it's so fun to hear, right? Because like, um, it's cool because even though JP Catholic's a small school, um, we're still, I still don't like, we don't get to know everybody. So mm-hmm. it's been, I, and I work with Delaney quite often, but I haven't gotten to hear all the, these fun parts of her heart. So, um, this is so fun for me to sit and listen to, but I do want to transition us into kind of reflecting on that quote from letter to artists. Um, so I'm going to read it one more time just in case people forgot. Um, and here is the quote in order to communicate the message entrusted to her by Christ, the church needs art. Art must make perceptible and as far as possible, attractive, the world of the spirit, of the invisible, of God. It must therefore translate into meaningful terms that which is in itself ineffable. Art has a unique capacity to take one or other facet of the message and translate it into colors, shapes, and sounds, 
which nourish the intuition of those who look or listen. It does so without emptying the message itself of its transcendent value and its aura of mystery. So Delaney, before I give any thoughts, I want to just hear what struck you from a perspective of photography, graphic design, or just as Delaney as a whole. Yeah. So um, I really like how it talks about translating the um, immaterial into something meaningful that people can um, like tangibly experience. Um, I love the part where he says colors, shapes, and sounds because um, that reminds me just completely of graphic design. And if, if I would add something, which I hate to say, wow, right? that is pretty bold. <laughs> I hate to say this is St. John Paul II. He's my patron saint, actually. <laughs> That's the name I took at my confirmation. But um, if I were to, if I, if, how if about Delaney this? wrote it. If I were to take something out of there to give another definition to graphic design, besides being communicative and beautiful, like I had mentioned earlier, I would say colors, shapes, and instead of sounds, I would say fonts. Mm, you are a font girl. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I was like, I can't, like after you had read the color, shapes, and sounds, I was like, I can't like leave this podcast without mentioning fonts. <laughs> like I have to, I have to. Tell us about the fonts, Delaney. Yeah, so I just think they are so powerful and it can determine one font from another can determine whether or not you're taken seriously by literally anyone. Mm. So, yeah. So I think like he, he's hitting it, hitting the nail right on the head when he talks about um, like colors and shapes and like, like with color shapes and fonts before I had, I had um, people who liked fonts in high school. My co-editor that I'd mentioned a couple of times, she liked fonts, but she didn't like them the way I liked them. You know, Delaney really liked them. Um, <laughs> and then when I came here, I was like, wow, there are other people that like color shapes and fonts the way I like color shapes and fonts. Like I, it's like, it's like, it's not the, yeah. Like those are the means in which I have the ability to create something like, um, beautiful and communicative. Like yeah. those are the, the tools mm -hmm. to like come up like, to come up with the, the final goal of oh, yeah. being beautiful and communicative. Well, and I think about it and I think it makes a lot of sense. I mean, we're talking about an actor or something and it's it's not it's not often what you say, but it's how you say it. And I think that's what a font does. It's it's how you're saying it. <laughs> yes, you know? exactly. It's like the same word, <clears throat> excuse me, can be written in so many different ways. And just like our handwriting, right? Like your name means more when it comes from your handwriting. Right. Because it's, it's your name written in your handwriting. Exactly. <laughs> like I could write your name all day long and it wouldn't matter. <laughs> um, so I think that makes a lot of sense, like to have a passion for fonts, <laughs> um, especially when you're trying to communicate, like let there be light. It can't be in like that spooky, bloody, no, dripping chiller. handwriting. It's called chiller. chiller. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh and it, it can't be in Comic Sans either. No. Like it's not a preschool classroom, you know? Right. So, yeah. So yeah. Oh, I totally get that. And I mean, I really, I love this line for, for multiple reasons. I like, um, I think particularly when I was thinking of it for this episode, I like the part that says, um, the last line, it, 
it does so without emptying, kind of going off of your color shapes and sounds, without emptying the message of its transcendent value. Um, and I think how you're saying everything is um, beauty and communicative, especially with like, I don't know why I'm stuck on logos. You have not talked about <laughs> logos like literally at one I talked point. About, I talked about my Fiat Lux <laughs> Okay, that's logo, true. You did yeah. talk about your logo. But um, yeah, like I just think about those and I'm thinking like, I don't know. I really like um, simple and subtle logos a lot. Yeah. I think there's something like very capturing about them that, right? It, it enhances that transcendent value. It doesn't take away from um, like the message of the company, but even just like, like that little image without the word of the company brand, like that draws me into like the mystery of like, oh, what is, what is this coffee company? Because it's got like, I don't know, this picture of a coffee bean drawn in <laughs> very light pencil or something. And I'm like, oh, what are they about? And I think it really draws you into not only the company itself, but like what they stand for, who they are, like where their money's going. Um, and I think you can tell a lot often by a logo or how right. they're done. Yeah. And like, a little, a little goes a long way, you know? Um, it's like the, like, particularly with logos, they have the ability to not only like represent who someone is as a, as a brand or as a company, but they have the ability to make people feel like they're part of something. So mm, yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about for the retreat, like the logo on the t-shirt on the sticker, like people love to like rep they yeah. love they like they they love to rep like what they what they love right you know so it's like it's like oh yeah like I want to put that sticker on my laptop like right. I want people to know that I I did this and it's like through mm -hmm. those those and it's it's always detail oriented it's never like oh I'm going to like put that logo on a flag and put it on my car and drive <laughs> through the streets honking my horn you know it's always subtle it's always detail oriented um in in regards to that and people like like people long to communicate when they're not talking mm -hmm. that's what style is about that's what graphic design yep. is about that's what stickers on water bottles are about like they want to they want to express who they are um without having to talk or they they do even if they don't know they want to do that they do express who they are yeah um and like logos have the ability to do just that oh yeah and just a quick side note um, for all those who tuning in who might not be part of the JB Gather community. We had a, a fall retreat um, and Delaney helped design the logo. So we made them into stickers and t-shirts, mm -hmm. um, which we'll be handing out to our students soon. But that's kind of, that's what she was referencing. It was called Into the Deep. Um, so if you wouldn't mind praying for our students here to continue to reap the graces from that retreat. But um, you bring up the stickers, which is probably my favorite form of graphic design. <laughs> I love the stickers. I'm all about them. Um, and so... Yeah, I think that's such a good point, especially because that's kind of like a fad in our society right, right. now is the stickers yeah. and being like, but it is, it's like, what are people trying to say by that sticker? Or like, why are we turning them? Why are we turning everything into a sticker exactly. right now? Exactly. And it's because you're right. Like we want to communicate with each other without, which is kind of sad too. It's like, well, <laughs> you could just talk to me and I could tell you all these things, but oftentimes they're conversation they're starters. So, they're big yeah. conversation starters. Like sometimes I will be like, like, I remember, I don't have stickers on my water bottle right now, but in high school, like, I would collect all of them, and then I'd be like, okay, this is, like, a good collection, and then I would just put them all on at one time, Yeah. and, like, I'd, like, you know, Make position sure them how mm -hmm. I wanted, like, didn't want certain parts, like, I need some of it overlapping, but I didn't want certain parts being overlapped and stuff like that, so, like, I was like, 
I you were designing graphically yeah. your water bottle. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was like big into that, especially a couple of years ago. So I'm like, no, like each store, each sticker for me had a story. So yeah. sometimes I'll see somebody's water bottle and I will ask, can you tell me the backstory behind each of these stickers? I love it. You know, because yeah. like they're each one might have one. Yeah. And then sometimes people are like, or sometimes people will be like, I got them all on Redbubble. I just liked them. And I'm like, go you, you yeah. know, like that's good too. Or, but like, why did you like them? Like, is that your favorite animal? Is yeah, like gonna- <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, um, and like people have asked me about my, I, I don't have stickers on my laptop, but what I do, so I can like change it up if I need to. I have the stickers, like I put them on my laptop and then I put my laptop case over them. So like, they're not st- they're not oh, peeled and stuck mm-hmm. on the thing. So I can like move them around wow. if I want, you know? Beat so life hack, if mm-hmm. you don't, if you're, if you have sticker um, anxiety, you know. Yeah, if you have sticker anxiety. <laughs> um, Commit to so, your sticker so it will be okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's just one sticker. There will be yeah. another one. Yeah. So um, a couple of weeks ago, somebody actually asked me, they were like, where did you get all your stickers from? And I'm like, they're actually each from a different place. Like mm-hmm. I've collected all of them and yeah. I've been able to say like, oh, my sister got me this one at this conference she went to, or yeah. like, I just got this one from, or like this is, this says totus tuus. That means totally yours. That was JP2's apostolic motto. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. so like being able to kind of like tell the story of like things I like and who I am through those stickers, um, and then like, I just put the Into the Deep sticker on there because that was like that retreat is something I was super proud yeah. to be a part of. And yeah. like, I, yeah, that was just a great weekend. And it's like, okay, I have this sticker. I have that memory attached to this sticker yeah. that I can look at it and be like, oh man, that was really great. I'm glad I was a part of that. You know, so it's like, right. yeah, I just but, think those, li- yeah, those little things just have, like the little things matter. They, they add totally up do. and that's, mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's intentionality, but um, I really wanted to ask how has this gift, actually side note, I don't know why I really want to say this so bad, but also <laughs> another conversation starter. I feel like every rosary has a story and I don't know why I was like, don't say it because it has nothing to do with anything, <laughs> but here I am. Maybe it's the Holy Spirit or just me wanting to say it. <sighs> um, but I always think people have stories with their rosaries. So yeah. that's another thing. If you aren't into stickers and you want to talk to someone, <laughs> ask them about the rosary, but now back to Delaney. Um, <laughs> How has this gift um, through graphic design bringing you to f- in more into photography or vice versa? However, how has this gift shaped or challenged or sharpened your relationship with God? I think that, yeah, I think viewing it just as that, as a gift, um, that I've, I've like trained myself and honed my craft only through the grace of God, through coming to JB Catholic, through yearbook, through Franciscan. Um, and all of those were gifts too, but kind of seeing like, yeah, seeing that thing that I was naturally good at, but being like, okay, why am I naturally good at this? Because God, because God gave me that gift because like, that's the way like he wanted to uniquely express his love to the world through me with this gift. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think like I will often, like he he will give me those pockets. um, Like I'll ask for those pockets of like ways I can reflect his beauty. And then he will like give them in abundance. And then I can 
do those things. And like, I remember one day, which, you know, people will be like, oh, that's over-spiritualizing it. Or you just thought of that, whatever. Right. But I, when I was like, oh my gosh, we should have a logo for the retreat. I was in prayer. <laughs> I love it. You yeah. Know? And I was like, I was like, I'm going to start making a logo for the retreat. And then I started doing it. And then you had emailed me. You were like, hey, I was wondering if you could make a logo for the retreat. And I was like, well, actually, I already started it. Like, how can you not think that's the Holy Spirit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So, like, I'll get inspiration a lot of times. And I bring, a like, a, a pad of sticky notes into the chapel when I pray to, like, yeah. write stuff down that I think of. I want to do just to stay off my phone while I'm in the chapel. Yeah. Um. And, like, sometimes I'll, like, draw little things on there. I'm, like, oh, I want to, like, hop on InDesign and do this after I get out of the chapel. Or yeah. Or throw something together or just, like, mock up an idea. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I think, like, when I'm, like, fresh out of ideas, I'm, like, okay, Lord, what do you have for me? Like, yeah. what do you want? Like, what do you want me to do? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, there's an answer. Like, he'll provide, he'll inspire me with something, like, visually, externally, or... Um, yeah, like there's also like so many, um, like inspirations within the church, like within the church, the art of the church where it's like, okay, I can recreate something like inspired by this or just like with the same style as that. Um, can you elaborate on that? Like a little more, like what, what was your kind of thought there? So, I'm thinking like, like drawing the Eucharist or like, yeah, I mean, yeah. Like sometimes I'll be in prayer and like, like I'll start drawing something and, um, and then sometimes I'll be in prayer and I'm like, oh, I want to draw something and I try to do it and it's bad because like (laughs) literally it's only good when like the Lord like (laughs) says to do it. Yeah, says to do it. Oh my gosh. This is such a side note, but one time I was, I was like trying to draw Mary like right before Christmas. Yeah. And I was like trying to draw her from a side profile. And I was like, oh, I really want to like draw like a pregnant Mary. Awful. It was horrible <laughs> because I was just like literally forcing it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I literally wrote like next to it. I am so sorry, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> I just did not represent her well. But I'm thinking like, so I'm going to bring the IDR logo again. Oh, sure. So like. Like that, the logo for that, mm-hmm. for the retreat is inspired by a, a scripture scripture passage slash JP2 quote. And so it's like, I had also seen like, I had taken inspiration of other logos I had seen on Pinterest. And I'm like, okay, I really like having like the rectangle with the rounded edges, like the arch at the top. I'm going to be, then I was like, okay, what is something that can represent this quote well? Oh, like throw your nets into the deep for a catch. Fishing on a boat. I'm going to draw a boat. Mm-hmm. I'm going to draw a fish. On the front, I'm going to draw a net because we're like trying putting to, our nets out yeah, there. Yeah, putting <laughs> our nets out there, you know? Yeah. So it's like, I think like, yeah, there's just rich imagery too. There's so much right. rich imagery. Like going back to Europe, like the, it just, <laughs> I remember this one painting. Like I don't even know what it's of, but. It's in St. Peter's and someone is wearing this like pink garment and it just struck me so much. And I remember like our tour guide telling us about like why the pink, why that person in the photo is wearing pink and like whatever, what it represented and everything. And it's just like, like that, there's just like such rich imagery in, in 
because the church has such a deep rich history yeah. that like we can we can look to so many things for inspiration and it goes back to what we've been saying like what we were talking about the colors the images the the fonts like and even even kind of affirming what we've been talking about about like oh i'm choosing to wear pink this artist chose to put that person in pink because or like purple's the royal color you know mm -hmm. like gold and red being blood and like royal colors or whatever or like we i've been thinking red and gold and white because we were talking all about all saints day with like a white and red martyrdom like all these certain colors have certain symbols and mm -hmm. um right and when we choose to like reflect ourselves through these colors there's an emotional response because we're human and we've developed them that way <laughs> you know through through kind of our natural human disposition our blood is red or whatever mm -hmm. you know it's like there's all these different things so i think that's really I mean, that makes a lot of sense of, of why you're drawn to them as an artist, because as a human person, we are right. Sometimes we like to separate our emotions and, you know, there's a way that we can use them poorly and to distract us from God, but he gave them to us to pull us right into the deep into closer, closer yeah. to him. So, um, I think that that's because we're connected in, in all those areas, but, um, Delaney, I, did you have any other thoughts kind of, as we wrap it up here though, before on that quote or on that you wanted to share with artists out there, whether they're students or just pursuing their faith and the craft. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure this was in the quote from the very beginning. Um, but I loved it. it I, I'm not sure if this is the exact phrase, sure. um, but I believe it talks about savoring the world. It uses the word savor, mm -hmm. right? And that just makes me think of like, I don't, I don't even remember like the context, but I talk about, I think about how the Lord, like again, how we're like body, soul composite, like we're not meant to experience this life just spiritually or just mentally. Like we're meant to, to tangibly exist in the world and savor it. Like God made the world for us to savor it. He made like he could have made us just souls like that could have been like that could have like prevented, you know, a lot of <laughs> a lot of things in the world, a lot of suffering. But but he didn't like he gave us these physical bodies to experience the world that he made for us um, to savor it with like things on this earth that are simply made simply exist just for us to delight in them. Ugh. Like there's so many things that are just if you talk about in terms of just function, they're useless. But if you talk about in terms of beauty, they're the most valuable. Yeah. And like, I think of the most obvious example, I think is a sunset. Mm. Like the sun could just go down, Yeah. <laughs> but it makes a sunset. It makes yeah. a sunset. It makes like that, that canvas in the sky, you know, to be cheesy yeah. about it. Like that God, God paints that for us each night simply for us to be in awe, to have wonder and to delight in. Yeah. Like that he shows us how much he delights in us by giving us a sunset to delight in. Mm -hmm. And I think like that's the biggest thing about beauty is not only does it transcend, it draws us closer to God, but it's given to us as a gift simply for us to delight for, for, for pure delight, like yeah. for nothing else you know? Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's beautiful. And that honestly, that's something that I'm, I'm going to take to prayer because really the Lord's been putting on my heart a lot lately, the simplicity of sainthood. Um, and the fact that he just delights in us. 
Um, and so I love that. Oh, I can't wait to bring that to Jesus to chat with him about it. But um, Delaney, thank you so much for for being on with us, for giving us your time, for um, sharing your your gifts with us and your ability to delight with us in art and in the human person by by being with us here and, and giving us your time. Um, so if you don't mind ending us in a prayer, that would be great. Yeah. Uh, thanks again so much for having me. I love... Uh, I love talking about this stuff. Like, and when I came to JP Catholic, I was like, man, like other people want to talk about this too. Like, like let's do it. You know, (laughs) they really do. And if you're out there and you want to talk about it with me too, I'll get there after Delaney's (laughs) prayer. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. In the name of the father and the son and the Holy spirit. Amen. Come Holy spirit. Teach us how to pray. Jesus, I thank you and I praise you for for Bailey, for the gifts she has, for the way that she impacts our culture here at JP Catholic. I thank you for the gifts of art, the gifts of beauty, the gift of communication. I ask that you continue to um, ignite these gifts in us that we can communicate what you want and how you want to the world around us. Again, I thank you and I praise you. You are a good father. Thank you for delighting in us. Thank you for giving us things to delight in. We glorify you. We bless you. We adore you. In the most holy and precious name of Jesus, amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Thanks again, Delaney. Thanks so much. All right, and thank you, all of you out there listening to Letter to Artists. Thank you for joining us. Um, if you liked this episode with Delaney today and you wanted to check out her work, we are going to link it in the description below. Um, so be sure to check out her website if you're interested in her photos or her graphic design work um, and, and her Instagram as well. Those will be linked in the description. Letter to Artists, if you wanted to check out more of us, we are on Instagram. You can find out more about the show by following us um, at Letter to Artists Pod. That's Letter to Artists, P-O-D. Please follow us, share this episode. Um, Tell your friends about us, especially if you are a Catholic artist out there. Um, No matter your craft, we want to hear from you. Um, We want to keep these conversations going. We want to build up a community of creative Catholics because we want to encourage each other to use our gifts to impact culture for Christ. Um, So please don't hesitate to reach out to me just right there. You can um, message the Instagram and I will get back to you. Letter to Artists is proudly brought to you by John Paul the Great Catholic University, hoping to encourage you to use your talents to impact culture for Christ. I am your host, Bailey Garland, signing off with some encouragement for your day. Be not afraid. You artists who perceive in yourselves this kind of divine spark. As poet, writer, actor, architect, sculptor, musician, feel the obligation not to waste this talent, but to develop it, to put it at the service of your neighbor and of humanity as a whole. May the beauty which you pass on to generations still to come be such that it will stir them to wonder. Society needs you, artists. The world in which we live needs beauty.